0: Hey, 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 welcome to the Sports Reverends Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm joined with my big bro. His name's Joel, but we know him as the coach. He has coached in many places. I've had some pretty elite coaches along the way. I've had my junior Bisons coach. His name is Brian Gray. He held for a long time many records. University of Manitoba. The coach beside me right here is better than him. Uh, so, wow yeah this is a big deal and uh, some high praise we have some fun for you today we are one sports wherever and down our our brother from another mother is, uh, is is not joining us again I got to meet our drew our buddy drew uh, this week in Winnipeg and I have to say we went to the golf dome and just from the golf dome you can tell he's pretty elite at golfing. And I have to give him some props too. He gave me maybe three tips on how to improve my swing, and it drastically changed how I was able to even aim the ball uh, pretty, pretty like, pretty well. Now Drew can like <laughs> aim it like low and high and curve it and and have the spin on it so it stops on the ground. But uh, yeah, that's how good he is. It's pretty impressive. I was very impressed with this guy.
1: Well, I mean, it's a good thing you went out there. I uh, got to shovel some snow, got to hang out with Dad, and uh, working on in your golf game. It's not bad. Not bad.
0: Yeah, it was not bad at all. But we got some fun stuff for, uh, for for all of you today. Coach, why don't you just give us a rundown of the show?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We will. Run through our quick hitters as usual. Uh, go talk about the NBA. We finally come back and uh, lots of fun things to talk about. Maybe dip our toes into the NFL as we are... I guess officially at the halfway point. That's kinda weird. Yeah. Halfway point uh, of the season. And then we're gonna talk about uh something that's really interesting, something that ties well to sport but also to life, is how do you respond to adversity and are you gonna crumple or are you gonna bounce back? So let's get rolling, we're gonna start off with our first quick hitter, Dan.
0: Quick hitter news The Texas Rangers win the 2022-2023 World Series. Four games to one over the Diamondbacks.
1: There you go. Uh, Probably not the biggest draw on TV either. Uh, The Rams. The Rams are signing our good friend, Carson Wentz.
0: Desperate times.
1: Desperate times indeed.
0: (laughs) Titans name Will Levis as their QB1 for the rest of the year. Tanhill hey to the
1: Tanael's, uh, Tanael's on his way out. Uh, in Champions League news, I, I saved this one for me and not for you. Shakhtar Donetsk defeats Barcelona today uh, in a shock upset. And uh AC Milan upsets PSG in the San Zero.
0: Sucker. Big Ten informs <laughs> Michigan University. Discipline is a possibility for sign stealing probably won't go back to mr harborough himself he'll have a couple scapegoats but hey it is what it is let's handle some business yeah that's right let's handle some business urban hope is our mentorship program that i get to run in downtown toronto Uh, we get to uh, help kids that are in some pretty tough situations in life give them opportunities and skills and and a safe place for them to, to be as well. And uh, that's what Urban Hope's all about. And uh, we get to develop these kids and provide as many opportunities as we can for them to succeed in this life. And and some of the ventures that we do is we're starting a basketball program, not even just a team now. We're working on a program where a coach is gonna be uh, leading uh, le- leading it, um, leading our teams, and, and he's gonna teach them uh, skills for on the court and for life off the court and that's kind of uh the theme of of what we're even talking about here today um when we when we talk about handling adversity and uh so as we as we build into these kids if you're able to support in any kind of way check out thesportsservants.com slash sponsorships uh link will be in our youtube bio as well if you want to Click there directly and uh, any if you live in Canada, if you give over 20 bucks, you will receive a tax receipt for it as well. So anything that you can do to to help support this program, help support uh, uh, kids having a safe place to hang out during the week and for different programs for them to uh, strive and succeed, please do so. Please help out anyway. All right, coach. Lead us. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Great program. Great time. Uh, let's roll in here. Um. We're kind of in the middle of our start of basketball season, but there's no basketball on today. Do you know why?
0: Rare, rare occasion where there's no basketball in the middle of, the, or not the middle of, but the start of the season. Tuesday on, I guess it's November 7th today, it's election day in the United States. And I guess they've decided... Um, this is supposed to be a day where everyone out is supposed to go everyone is supposed to go out and vote and the NBA is a distraction for that. Even though everyone would get a, a, a free opportunity from their work to go and vote, and everyone um, can, you know, get it done beforehand. Maybe the NBA players, maybe all four hundred and fifty of them are actually gonna vote in their local elections. Who knows? Who knows? My prediction is is that. There's still going to be no NBA basketball tonight and still an extremely low vote count. But what I think the I, NBA was really doing was giving uh, the sport. I, th- I think we're picking up a little bit of steam. The sports reverends, they knew that we were recording today, so they wanted to give us an opportunity sure. to record without any distraction. So we get center stage.
1: I think, yeah, I think you were to put a parlay on uh, voting turnout and, uh, NBA voters being low, it's gonna probably be a good bet there. But we are recording today. We are here. Um let's start think, with do you a think
0: hot two hundred and twenty NBA players are voting.
1: No. Most of these guys don't even know who's who's a Democrat, what's Republican, like they don't even know who's in their writing. Okay. All they know is they get paid, some taxes get taken off, and that's a different story altogether. So
0: what about next year when it's like the presidential vote?
1: Those vote for whoever their team to vote for.
0: I know, but will they vote That's for
1: probably not. probably not. You'll have LeBron James have the voting card upside down, looking at it, taking a picture on his Insta. Uh, that'll probably happen. Uh, you probably have Steph Curry complaining about homeless people by his home. Uh, but then vote for the people who want to make more homeless people. And uh, you might have Jimmy Butler vote for somebody random. Because he is just one of those guys who just does whatever he wants, so I think you'll we'll have some guys vote. A lot of guys will not have any idea who they're voting for, and will not care. So that's that's today.
0: I was just gonna say I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that's just yeah. just reality. So
1: that's just reality. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's 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 swing the basketball. Get out of politics for now. We can always talk about that a little later. Uh, the NBA in season tourney. If you had to think of just a few thoughts off the top of your head about it, what would they be, and
0: why? Yeah, I think it's uh, just an idea to add some more excitement to the November, the kind of dry spell in the NBA season. Uh, it's definitely given these guys a little bit more, you know, urge to compete. Um, we've had one an uh, in- interney game it was this last Friday interney. Day of games. They happen on Tuesdays and Fridays throughout the month of November. And then the, the playoff is in the early December there. So it's, it, I think it's it's made it fun. The, the courts are a little mm-hmm. bit wild. It kind of burns your retinas. Uh, watching that Bulls game, I, I think it was, is the red, red court was like, oh, really tough on the eyes. And I, I didn't mind the blues so much. Dad didn't like any of them at all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the bright courts, you know, that's an NBA season, uh, in-season tournament game. NBA Cup. I think it gives people something to compete for. I like it. I like that there's more things to win. So, And if it encourages these guys to play because, you know, the the, the, the charted flights and the spread out games and, and, the, and the giant salaries that they have um, isn't enough for them to play, um, hopefully this encourages them because I think the NBA wants to – they have a new TV contract coming up at the end of the year. So I think this is all yep. in play to triple the TV contract, and uh, oh, it probably will happen. So I think there's motivation there for the stars to come out and play, and I like it. You there. know,
1: I, I I will say this: um, I didn't think it'd be this big of a deal. I like the court. I like the city jerseys. Um, we've seen a lot of big matchups early in the season. And that's generated some buzz. It's also pushed the players to say, especially in the West, to say, yo, we got to step up and win some of these early games because come January, come February, come March, when you're slogging against these same teams in the West, you're going to be thankful you've racked up a few wins early on. So I think it's a cool idea. I know some people are saying, I know a couple guys at work were like, ah, an in-season turning, that means the NBA is not really uh, drawing interest. But I'm like, we're talking about it. People are hyped for it. Yeah. I think uh, the jersey sales are going to drive a lot of things, and cool. uh, we'll go from there. Uh, interesting to see who wins the inaugural NBA Cup and how that goes. But uh, we want a fun. The fact. finals in Vegas. Go ahead.
0: Who? I'll ask you a trivia question. Who was the first oh, person to score the first ever points for the NBA in season oh. tournament?
1: I know this one. It was a
0: dunk. It's from the Pacers game.
1: I want to say Miles Turner.
0: Miles Turner, absolutely! <laughs> <Bang> <laughs> wow, that's, bingo! That's good, good, good for you. I was, was absolutely. And he was a dunk. dunk. <laughs> yeah. First point. That's a
1: it's, a it's a toilet time reading there for you. There you go. Like that got me the, the stats. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So I think it's cool. Of course, you know, I didn't expect Dad to like it. The course colors are crazy, but. I love the OLED. I love the OLED and it makes watching a little more fun. Yeah. Um, let's 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 shift gears here. Um, and beads put up some big numbers. We've seen Zach Levine drop 50 out of nowhere with zero assists. Uh Giannis is putting up some big numbers. Stars are out there gunning. But the main man, Jokic, continues to fly under the radar. His team is top in the west at seven and one he's averaging over those eight games to almost 29 points almost 13 rebounds and eight and a half assists and yet everybody's talking about everybody but Jokic. they're making excuses what's your what's your take on that
0: it's it's just incredible that Jokic is by far clear cut without question the best player in the nba statistically um, by mm-hmm. all the advanced analytics, and he is just absolutely dominant. Totally going under the radar. It's, it's it's just coming off a championship finals MVP, and he's just just being you know overlooked again and again and again. And now Jamal Murray is hurt. He still came through with a thirty point triple double, giant win. Like this guy is unbelievable. He does it all. Yeah, he's a baller. And it's it's he he just. Man, Denver plays the right way. Give coach to Coach Malone. Give yeah. give props to Coach Malone. And wow, just just incredible. It's sad to see that he is being so overlooked.
1: Yeah, it's it's not great, but uh, he probably likes it that way. He probably doesn't care. At end of the at the end of the day, if he's the last man standing, it doesn't matter.
0: I think um, it may be fuel for him for sure, though. Like in, inside, I feel like it drives him to like just dominate he's dominating
1: I think he's a competitor. You know when people are underappreciating you and undervaluing you, and you can step up. I know you've done this in your games. I've done this for mine. And you just seize the moment, and you go for it. So, yeah, I think he's probably using to feel he'll, he'll pretend he doesn't speak English, <laughs> not give many interviews, and just do his thing, joke around, and then just keep winning. But Jamal Murray's got to get healthy. Yeah, you got to stay healthy. Um, if this team is going to go anywhere. Because it can't just be... Jokic on his own. Michael Porter has been good. Inconsistent. You know, he's gotta get his he's gotta play better and take better shots, but uh this team really runs through Jokic for sure. Um in the second slot in the in the West, it's Dallas. Who would have thought that this Luca Kyrie pairing would be this amazing?
0: Well, it's just like they retooled, they put the players around Luca and, and and Kyrie that really fit. They're, they're best. Yeah. They're the top in the league for a three-point shooting. Grant Williams is added a good um level of toughness on the defensive end. And yeah. uh, you gotta give him props. Like Luca and, and Kyrie they're balling out together like they're they're really like gelling. and and when Luca comes out of the game, Kyrie's holding it down and just cooks. He's just like I I I am I'm so split on Kyrie cuz like obviously I, I don't love him, but I love his game. I love the way he plays. Like, he's an incredible player. He's very underrated right now. Uh, this Mavs yeah. team is dangerous.
1: Yeah, he's at Luka's averaging almost 32 points a game. He's hitting almost 10 rebounds, nine assists, and he's playing about 38 minutes, 37 minutes. So That's a lot. the dude's playing. He's sharing the ball way more, mm-hmm. you know. Last year was a lot of Luca dominating the ball, and then, you know, maybe doing his own thing, maybe getting a good pass off. But now we've got some weapons. Kyrie comes in; they're lighting it up. The real question is: Come playoff time, can they play defense enough? Um, get just get the stops when they need to, uh, to succeed. Because their biggest their biggest hurdle is going to be Denver. Golden State doesn't play defense. Minnesota can barely play offense. And uh, the Clippers might definitely cannot play defense. so If they can keep uh, their
0: 17 three-pointers a game, yeah. potentially. You're, you're going to win. They're going to yeah. win. Like, they're going to be good. At least.
1: Just, so. You just got to get those stops. Um, let's flip over to our, our, our wonder kid, who's no longer a kid, Anthony Davis. <laughs> he was supposed to be the linchpin of the Lakers this year. It was his team, anointed by LeBron. We've seen, this, we've seen the minutes restrictions go out the window uh, after game one, basically. Uh, we've seen the same issues that plague LeBron and coaches continue to occur. And uh, Anthony Davis, who was supposed to step up, be the guy, has really wilted over the last seven games. As the Lakers sit three and four and in the ninth, tenth spot in the West. Give us your take on, on A.D.,
0: He's back to being street clothes, known as street clothes, because he's always wearing street clothes. He's hurt again. And yeah. the hype that goes around AD is just incredible. He's supposed to be this top-tier player. But when LeBron's not in the game, the Lakers are awful. That's why LeBron is playing 35-plus minutes a night. And that's going to just take yeah. a toll on this soon-to-be 39-year-old 20th year in the league, LeBron James. Yeah, right. Uh, they're, they're not going to be able to sustain... Anthony Davis needs to step up, become a dominant player that he's, I think, capable of being. Maybe they, maybe they need some more help though. Maybe they got to make some moves. I'm not sure. I don't know about this Lakers team.
1: Uh, you know, Anthony Davis has all the tools in the world. He doesn't have the drive, and you can see that because he won his one championship. He played great. He balled out. Did his thing. And then that's it. He's been hurt. Going back to the things, you know. There's been there's been stories about how he doesn't train that hard in the off season, and this kind of reminds me of Dwight and Kobe. When you know Dwight comes in, he's supposed to you know help really elevate the Laker team and Kobe, and
0: defensive he's just goofy, either.
1: right? Yeah, he's just goofy. He's not taking it serious, and Kobe loses his mind. Now, LeBron's not going to do that because LeBron's won enough rings. And I think LeBron right now is just playing to keep his legacy alive, get more points, right, and uh, then play with Bronny next year, who's probably not even that good. But that's a different story. Um, So, you know, LeBron James is kind of mailing it in, I, I think. He's still not that he's, you know, not playing hard, but for him, his, his legacy is he's the GOAT in his mind. Nothing can change that. Anthony Davis is going to be a big what if.
0: I just don't know. Always. You you think LeBron is going to settle for another season like last year? I don't know.
1: I yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think he cares. He's making so much money. He's in LA building his empire, his business empire, or so he thinks, right? He's got he goes through this year, he's done his contract, Bronny gets drafted by whomever he goes, signs there, and that's it. I
0: don't know. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough.
1: I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. The Lakers are three and four. If LeBron James really cared, if he really, really, really cared, they would not be three and four.
0: I don't, he's playing all those minutes. Like he's yeah, but rid. he's
1: it's effectiveness. It's effectiveness. Yeah, the dude's thirty
0: eight. When he's on the floor, they are winning. As soon as he comes off the floor, they are awful.
1: He's playing almost. Let's say, he's, let's just play. He plays thirty-five minutes. He plays thirty-five minutes. How many minutes are in the game?
0: Forty-eight.
1: So for thirteen minutes, you're telling me they cannot keep this? They are that bad. They are that, that bad. That's That's what. I'm it's 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 mind-boggling. He made a lot. Of, it's the same situation. He made a lot of decisions yeah. on players. Guys got to step up and. I don't think you're going to see Anthony Davis take over for those 13 minutes.
0: Do you move him? You're not. Do you move him?
1: Who's going to – I mean, what would you take? You need a center. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll say this. A Luka-AD pairing might not be so bad.
0: A what? AD pairing?
1: A Luka-AD pairing. Yeah. Just the lobs. Just the lobs just special. you know nothing special um i think one of the biggest fun, surprises yeah. continues to be the raptors not really they're inconsistent as you said they're mid <laughs> i don't even know they beat the Bucks, lose to philly the next night i know there is a lot of transition with a new coach probably definitely a new offense but can this team be anything other than a seven eight or nine seed
0: uh i don't know about the record like they they may they if if they put things together even at their peak and they make it to fifth or sixth they're still probably if if they're probably a first round exit if at best second round exit right that's the yeah. like maximum um capacity for them right now but with that being said yeah everyone's just on the quick um scale to ship off players but I don't know if there's enough value back for shipping off said players. Example Siakam. Example OG Ananobi. Um, I I don't. I don't know what the point would be to ship off OG Ananobi is uh, because he's young and he's your all defensive, all NBA defensive player. So it's Siakam that you're going to move, and what are you going to get back for Siakam?
1: Here's my counter for that. Okay, here's my counter dame lillard said i'm only going to miami that was it i'm only going to miami you figure it out portland did a tremendous job giving back players picks pick swaps from random teams that lillard had no interest in going to based on you know what we know of so there is a way to do it i think Masai has got to get creative. I think he overvalues Trent. Maybe he overvalues Siakam, but we know Siakam's not a one A. It's I think we can agree that Siakam is not the guy who's going to take you over the top. Now, how many guys out there are not that many? We know this, but you have to be creative and say, okay, if I can get a, if I get a couple good young guys a couple picks. Because the Raptors don't have a lot of draft picks either, right? Restock the cabinet. Scotty Barnes is making a big leap.
0: That's my point. Right?
1: you got Scotty. you got OG. You still need a point guard. Schroeder's,
0: Schroeder's a, okay, a good band-aid solution. has been
1: pretty good. Yeah, he's a good band-aid solution, right? But after Schroeder, Malachi Flynn's got to go.
0: Yeah, they need a backup point guard.
1: Right? They need a backup. Or so, Schroeder becomes a backup. Yeah. Right. So you have some pieces. I still think Purtle Purtle is a good, you know, big for the NBA. He'll ask. He's not going to ask for a lot of touches. He'll do this thing. I think they are asking a little too much for him to pass the ball so much. But I think you got to move Siakam, and you got to get past the the core that won the championship. Because look at Fred. Fred goes. Fred goes. Scotty's just like I'm not. And I'm not saying that Fred held Scotty down, but it creates more opportunity for Scotty now to to move the ball, do something a little different, right? So, do you move Siakam? I wanted to move him last year or the year before that. I think you're kind of stuck with him right now.
0: Yeah, two years ago, yes. Yeah. If if you could read into the future, yes. But my point is like, okay, just give it some time too. Like they're seven games in, they got a new coach. Scotty's ascending, sure. and let's say we wait a year or even two years to see where Scotty's at, and we're going to be mediocre for the next two years, still having a winning culture minus the playoffs, and let's see where Scotty goes, right? Because you can't really, Look. I don't think you're going to find another replacement guy for or OG. I, I think you're going
1: to keep OG. I think Siakam just doesn't fit the pieces.
0: He's only 28, 29, right?
1: These guys are 21, 22.
0: OG's 25. So, like, even if Siakam is two years from now, 30, 31, that's young. That's prime.
1: But the the problem is, this is where the major problem is going to be. You're going to have to pay him a ton of money next year.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, if you can work out a contract with him, that's good.
1: There's no chance he's taking yeah there's no chance siakam's taking a big pay cut to stay in toronto yeah that's going to be the biggest problem so if you're a you gotta think okay do i pay siakam have a mediocre two three years and then try and trade him down the line or do i cut him now free up some cap space find a couple pieces and make a run with some young guys i don't know i don't know what the right answer is i i i think they're too late with the siakam piece but you can't pay him max money, even so, with the NBA contract, TV contract coming up. If you pay him max money, you lock in for mediocrity.
0: If he he's not on route to being a All NBA player, but if he got All NBA again this year, he could be yeah. making three hundred million a, uh, a contract, sixty million a year. Isn't that that's just
1: absolutely insane? Oh. He's Jaylen, making more than Dave Lillard.
0: Yeah, but Jalen Brown. Is doing that right? Yeah, now. that's a dumb contract too. So that's just that's just what well, it is. This is that's the new the world we live in. Jalen Brown, all right, 105 million.
1: Yeah, well, Tatum's gonna get paid too. Yeah. Let's move on to the last piece here. My Spurs, Victor Wembanyama, slender,
0: slender man, slender man. Man, he is something special, know. though. He is special. Yep. And they just Spurs just have to be patient. Patient, patient, patient. Yeah. Let him play. Let him grow. Give him time. The Vassell piece. Vassell is a nice player. I, I haven't watched any Spurs over the last few players, like years. Yeah. And uh, some of their pieces are pretty good. So. Yeah.
1: They just got to stop playing the Jeremy Sokchan at point guard. <laughs> in their big lineups. Makes zero sense. Yeah. Free tray. Free tray. But uh, honestly, uh, what Mignana has done more than I expected but also Chet Holmgren. Oof. coming back off the foot injury
0: yeah
1: uh, he's he's making a case for rookie of the year
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's he's playing saying hey it's not just a Victor show
0: yeah let's see and the only uh, man out there he,
1: <laughs> it's just it's weird to see these guys super thin just go in there and do what they're doing like it just doesn't look right no I saw a picture of Kevin Durant standing beside Victor, and I was like, "Who's this short guy on the court?" It's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think, as always, the young guys are coming up, and you never expect it because you know, growing up, it was like, okay, there's Jordan, and now there was a gap, and then Kobe came in, and then all those guys, and then now LeBron, and you don't ever think there's going to be the next generation who's really going <laughs> to move up to the hype.
0: Yeah,
1: guys are coming in. Yeah. Guys are coming in. Um, so I think this, the future of basketball is looking really good. Um, but we just need to see. I, again, Spurs are probably not going to be anywhere near. They might sniff the play in. I think um, I mean, they might. Right? You know, if, maybe, maybe the Clippers get hurt. Maybe some of the Lakers get hurt. Bumps them down a bit. They go on a run. Like, you never know. But you um, got to be patient. I think that's going to be patient. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to touch on before we flip to the NFL and breeze through this?
0: Um, nope. Let's just, uh, yeah, let's quickly breeze.
1: Okay. Top three in the NFL and the NFC, Philly, Detroit, San Francisco. Who surprises you and why?
0: Um, can you put San Francisco up there right now? <laughs> Based game, on the record, they're top three. Three, three game losing skid. They're, yeah, not great. They're tied with the Cowboys as a record. And
1: I'm basing uh, it on the schedule. That's all I'm saying. They, but they beat the Cowboys. That's why they're ahead of them. Come on.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I just – I think Philly and – I think the NFC, all the teams that are top teams are flawed. Yeah. They're not they, – they see major flaws in them. And uh, it's going to be – I think it's going to be totally up in the air of who is going to come out on top because there's major flaws in all. I'm going to put all four yes. of them in there. I'm going to throw the Cowboys in there as well. <laughs> all right, but, uh, all right. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think Detroit might look like the most complete team.
1: Yeah, you know, my only concern with Detroit is that they might be like the Vikings last year. Right? The Vikings won a lot of... I mean, not that they won close games a ton, but the Vikings won a ton of one-score games, and they got done in the playoffs.
0: And we'll see how San Fran looks when Debo's back. I think he's back this week. Yeah. So, yeah. maybe they bounce yeah. back maybe he is the key to their offense as people aren't talking about him
1: and they, they you know they traded for another defensive player so um again it's still early it's yeah. still early um i think philly looks the best in the nfc for sure but there's everybody's got opportunities um based on the record top 3 in the afc kc baltimore and jacksonville
0: yeah i'm not sold on jacksonville They've not looked great all year. Um, no, something looks off with uh, Mr. Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but yeah, like Baltimore looks absolutely unbelievable right now. They are yeah. not only like their winning margin is huge. Their their analytics, the advanced analytics, show them as the most superior team in the NFL. Their defense is as good as that that Ray Lewis that's, defense. Yeah, like, that's they a are crazy something else. Thing that is. So. They're experience. scary. They're scary. I'm scared of Baltimore.
1: I think no. This is the, is this the second season Lamar Jackson had his contract or first?
0: Ah, great question. I think it's his f- yeah second.
1: I think the second. Yeah. Well, Lamar's having a bounce back season. Yeah. Like he's playing really, really well. Um, the Chiefs seem a little off. Maybe it's more some of that Taylor Swift drama, but also it's probably just like a hangover of just being good for so long. Right? you don't really see that too often in NFL, but they're still, you know, they're winning games. It's the first
0: time they've ever had a good defense. This is like, yeah, the de- the Chiefs' defense but, is really good, so that's what makes them scary to me, because they still have Mahomes.
1: Denver, Denver, though, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone, it's come the on. NFL. It happens. It happens. I know,
1: I know, it's parody. But uh, yeah, I think NFL, we're kind of hitting that midseason lull. Had the trade deadline go through. Uh, maybe some maybe some pickups later in the year, but um we'll we'll see how this race to the finish happens. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be exciting. I think the the top dogs are gonna beat each other up a little bit. Somebody could sneak in.
0: Like I still um, think Cincy and the Bills, I'm like they're nasty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He and Houston's making a run as well. So um I'll give you this. I'll give you this last last uh last topic before that we pay some more bills. CJ Stroud.
0: Come on, man. This guy unbelievable, like overcoming all the rookie kind of ideology. Yeah. He is unbelievable. And what makes him so fascinating fascinating to us and hopefully others as well is that he's, his faith is so strong. And uh, he yeah. he's really open about sharing about it, about how it's really impacted him and how to actually help him level up and how whenever things are even going on in his life that um, it, it's his faith in Christ that kind of helps him bounce back to where, where God has given him this platform to use. And I think that's really exciting. I'm wishing him the absolute best. Um, definitely. That's a jersey i would go out and buy because i'm a i'm a huge fan
1: awesome yeah i i think um i want to say this carefully because i don't want to put other people down but he seems very genuine <laughs> in what he's saying and and what he's bringing to the table right and you don't see that a lot from young guys right and i think that's really cool the faith aspect is huge and i think it's a great example for young people all over the world and um i think with that ties greatly into adversity kind of our next topic here um the real talk piece of the favorite the best part of the pot, i think is how do you as a athlete you know let's let's start let's not start with the athlete part let's start with the, the the man part the person part how do you deal with adversity Right. We we have all sorts of sports heroes, all sorts of stories, you know, we can list about starting from the bottom, coming to the top, um, getting injured, making a recovery, going through addiction, things like that. But in reality, in the in the world we're living in today, especially as a Christian, there's tons of adversity. And you can mispronounce something and all of a sudden there's a huge, you know, issue about it uh let's talk talk to yourself or talk about yourself first you can choose to talk about it as a pastor or just as a man individually like whatever you want to start off i'll, I'll let you table that uh
0: yeah i guess when you look at overcoming adversity it's like you know i, I it does start off with uh how you're raised as a man and and as, as a christian man i i think first and foremost we put our uh, we know our strength comes from god right and um yeah you know, we see, I what I see around, and I look at college football, I saw Caleb Williams is supposed to be the next Patrick Mahomes, supposed to be the next great uh, uh, quarterback coming up. And what I saw is uh, a post about Caleb Williams um, after a loss last, this last Saturday, I, th- I believe it was. He uh, was up in the stands, and it, his mom covered him with his poster, and he's crying to his mom ab- about after the loss. And to me, I was like, you know, a lot of people are looking at this like saying oh he's so you know in tune with his emotions he's a uh, he's got so much ahead of him and 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 to me that's like you know that's not a great way to lead he's the leader of all these guys he's the leader yeah. he's, he's the captain of the team and you know you took a loss but how do you respond how do you bounce back from that loss you know are you crying to your mama or are you gonna say okay let's get back to work let's go do what we got to do to achieve the goals of of how uh, of what we're called to achieve, of what we're able to achieve, and um, I think that's a lost kind of art in in coaching today. I think you may find it hard coaching some of these kids from the Esplanade because if you go in with a Bobby Knight uh, kind of mentality, chucking chairs and you're screaming, they, yeah. they 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 don't know how to respond that way, and I think that starts yeah. with the character of how they've been raised, how they've been uh, taught and what they've learned. I'll pass it back to you.
1: Yeah, I, I think great points. And I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It comes up to partially it's how you're raised. There's a nature versus nurture part. But it's also how you as an individual want to push yourself, right? For those of you who don't know, uh, look up Ben Carson, read his story you know that's somebody going through adversity and moving to heights he probably couldn't even imagine right and it comes, yeah and having a relationship with God as your foundation is doesn't honestly it makes it easier but it gives you a hope right there's going to be there's there's going to be whether you're a Christian or not there's going to be dark days you're going to have adversity there are going to be things that don't go your way Maybe you don't get promoted. Maybe uh, your job puts your your boss puts you down. Maybe your spouse leaves you. You know, maybe somebody in your family dies. Something is gonna happen, and you're you're gonna be hurt. And we're not saying you can't feel. We're not saying you can't work through your emotions. But it's what you do after and through that to move forward, if you move forward. Which is what we're talking about you can there's so many stories where athletes actors celebrities uh go through adversity and they start doing drugs drinking and fall off the face of the earth right it's way harder to face adversity and to move forward and to progress and to get better and to stand up again that it is it's more of a challenge and society we live in today everybody wants things handed to them free tuition free this free that and no one wants to work for anything I saw a TikTok the other day where a girl was crying because she got her uh, bachelor's in commerce in marketing and she couldn't get a two hundred thousand dollar job you kidding me you're not you didn't earn that they don't just hand those out left right and center you have to work hard you have to you have to dig deep and you have to battle through things whether it is sports or not to achieve your goals and that's why I love I love playing team sports I love coaching team sports um and I love incorporating you know God into that because it teaches you teamwork it teaches you uh understanding value of both uh, leaders and your peers It teaches you responsibility structure and it helps you understand how to deal with problems when life comes at you um in my job i'm a a manager and to be completely honest i just base it on everything i've learned playing sports how to talk to people how to push certain people how not to push certain people how to drive results i just take what i did on the basketball court when i learned on the basketball court and apply it in life now I'm not really screaming at kids at work, where you know saying, you know you did this right. I'm not you know saying hustle, 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 but it's about how to how to push somebody and how to drive somebody, and it starts with how do you drive yourself. And if you have a if you have an attitude of, woe is me, nothing is good, I can't do anything, you're not gonna go you're not gonna go to where you want to be, and you're also not gonna accomplish what God has in store for you.
0: It's good so yeah no that's really good and to touch on a couple of things you said like uh i w- want to highlight is is you see the the best athletes they put in uh their work in the times where no one's looking right they're put in their hardest yeah. work in the off season and they put in their their, their work when 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 none of the cameras are on them and that, that's when they see their growth that's how they become so elite at what they do the same thing actually yeah. goes towards your walk with God and working on yourself and working on on all that you do. You have to put that work in as well. What are you going to do when no one's watching? What are you? Uh, what yeah. standards are you going to live by? And um, that's an encouragement for, for everyone to actually put the work in to build your character, to build your ability to prepare for when adversity comes so you can stand firm. You can stand on what you believe in. You can stand in, in what you know and, and your roots of of how to navigate through different situ, different difficult situations.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and it, it ties to what we've been talking about all the way through, you know, resetting your faith, doing your devotions, and it, and you're, and I think there's, there's there's a story in the Bible where that Jesus is talking about. Don't be like the Pharisees, you know, who pray in the streets and who say, "Hey, well, look at me, it's your prayer closet." And I think you, you it's exactly right. You focus on the things that you need to focus on internally. You don't need to share that with everybody. You know, don't have to put it on Instagram saying, hey, day 42 of reading my Bible. That you know, then you're not doing it for the right reasons. You focus on building your character, building your relationships, building what's important, and the rest will come. Even if you're poor, even if you lose your job, even if you get into a car accident, or even if you have a baby or you do something that's positive, right? adversity also there's also positive things that happen regardless of it god is the same or is the same whether there's you're going through a tough time or whether you're going through a good time he's unchanging and uh i, I can't remember what how this came up but like you you should give thanks to god when thing, good things happen i think that's easy to do giving thanks to god when tough times are happening that's way harder right and And I encourage everybody listening, when you're facing a difficulty, yes, sit down, emote, get the motions out, but then don't wallow in that. Wallowing in that, and for those of you who are younger, sitting in it or just thinking about it only, not progressing and not looking at what can I do to get better is going to just hold you back. If you get dumped by a girl, okay, you know, life happens. Maybe go to the gym. Don't watch 6 hours on Netflix. Make one change. Like when, you know, the, one of the hardest times for me was was going through my divorce. And when that first happened, I was I was shook. I was I was I was out. I was depressed. And I will remember this for the rest of my life. Mom said to me one thing. I don't know how to help you. I know you, you trust God and you have to work through that, but just start with doing one positive thing in your day, make your bed. And I sat there and was like, that's stupid. I make my bed. But the next day I got up and I said, okay, I'm going to make my bed. And then from there it was, okay, what's the next thing okay. When I have a shower and I'm just gonna sit and whatever. And it builds and it builds and it builds. And and because what you're doing is you're building good habits, but you're also building wins. Your life isn't going to change necessarily immediately. There's going to be some hard work that you have to do. Sometimes God works miracles and addictions are cured and diseases are healed. And all of a sudden, you know, the promotion comes. And we talk about Ernest and his testimonies, right? There's There's miracles that happen. But there's times where God is using difficult times to teach you something. So they're going to last a little longer and that's when you got to be faithful we got to be obedient you got to build your foundation so if you are here going through a tough time and you're thinking to yourself oh no one knows what i'm going through there's seven billion people in this world plus you don't you're not the only one who feels that way and i don't say that to, to diminish how you're feeling i say that to say you have people who want to help you you have people who love you you have a God above who wants to take care of you, but you have to put in some work. And once you start putting in that work, it feels less and less like work. And then all of a sudden you just turn around one day and be like, Wow, this is where I've come. Be encouraged. When you have adversity, God is on your side.
0: And I'll just echo what you're saying. Um, and I won't give you an example from us. If you want to hear from someone other than us. Maybe you just love sports and you want to hear from one of your favorite athletes or one of the athletes that have had such great success. I was so encouraged this last week by a guy named Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah. who had his ACL torn this year, his whole life just been flipped upside down. He He's had a few now um, after, you know, gathering himself and, and understanding that there's going to be some changes towards this, probably the rest of his career. He's uh He's been sharing about, you know, this Sunday, you know, I get to throw to my—the only ball I'm going to be throwing is to my kids, and I and I I, I thank yeah. God for that. I thank God in my suffering. He said, uh, "Where these challenges come, but I know there's a purpose and plan. He's seen me through it before. He's going to see me through it again. Glory to God." That was his post, and he's done it about four times, and it's just been so encouraging to me because yeah, imagine absolutely. having your whole life turned. Your, your your whole city loves you and expects things from you, and and then tear your ACL but yet he yep. thanks god and he thanks god in his suffering. Like I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um are there anything is there any kind of practical things you can suggest for someone who's facing adversity to try and do to move forward and and, and build on that?
0: Yeah, my encouragement is always don't try to do don't try to overcome it on your own. Uh, a lot of people tend to You know, go to yourself um, saying, I'm going to eventually outpower this and you don't have to do it that way. You got uh, churches that you can connect with and they have these things called life groups or Bible studies where you can get connected with where you do life with people and they'll encourage you and and they'll actually look at the living word where it'll, it'll it'll actually speak to you and speak. Life into you. And I believe that um, with my whole heart. And so I encourage people to don't just um, go into solitary, you know, find a community that can support you. And I always encourage you to find a a, a church if you don't go to one. And if you go to one, find a life group where you can actually do life together with someone. Because I'm telling you, it's the most uplifting thing to do.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a, a great great segue to, you know, get involved. It's part of the themes we're talking about here in the last since we started our our new season. Um, but if you know somebody who is going through adversity or you yourself are going through adversity, reach out. Don't be silent. Um, remember you're not alone. God is there for you. Um, hit us up on our socials. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook for all you old heads. Who use Facebook um, and I'm sure we can find somebody to for you to connect with if you need help
0: throughout the uh, whole North America we can point you to a church that yeah. you'll get connected with that you will feel comfortable with and so you can message us and Malaysia that. yeah yeah there you go there you go yeah.
1: So. so yeah don't hesitate to reach out it's always it's always private um, but uh, on the sports side YouTube Twitter or sorry X my bad X <laughs> and uh facebook like share subscribe and uh if you have a good idea of what you want to hear about reach out we'd love to we love to interact with you guys and uh and uh it's always more fun that way so that's all i got guys peace
0: can i give three quick shout outs before we yes uh i just want to give a shout out to a our our brother from orlando magic jonathan isaac who's uh yeah his uh clothing brand he's got his shoes coming out november 15th and uh, he gave us a a, a nice encouragement on, on on our socials as well um as we've been encouraging him uh shout out to Whitlock, who actually uh, i sent an email to you and and gave him some encouragement and we might not see eye to eye on everything Whitlock, but i I, mm-hmm. I i i think he's got a purpose and plan for all that he's doing and i i'm i'm excited for what he continues to do to continue to help men be fearless and be real men of God, and and one more shout out to uh, it's a pastor. His name's Brian Houston, uh, who's faced much adversity, as uh, mm. as some of you may know his story. You can look him up. But uh, as I was able to encourage him, he actually sent some encouraging words to us as well. So, sports, Reverend oh, uh, awesome. is awesome. working with some 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 high level people here. So shout outs,
1: Unite us, I love it. Let's go, Unite us, free, fearless, and uh, Mr. Brian Houston. Big shout outs. All right. You guys like, share, and subscribe, uh, and get this going.
0: Peace.
1: Peace.